So if there's anything that I will be canceled for, I think it might be related to this episode. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Because one of the more controversial things about me, which is interesting, because I feel like people generally accept my controversial views on other things or they don't like fight back as much because Mm -hmm. there's not much to argue about. But where I get people is my, I'm like giddy, (laughs) is my love for, I'm about to cry. I was gonna say, we've been trying to get canceled all season, so. Right. My love for Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh. And- Everyone is always like, Emily, why? Like, there's a few people that get it, but I, the way that I describe it, and I have, like, I genuinely answered this question once, and I had, like, a horrible reaction. (laughs) Like, I, that question that's, like, if there was one person dead or alive that you could, like, have dinner with, who would it be? And I immediately got reaction. I was like, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Wow. And people were like, what? And I'm like, that man is my king. He's (laughs) so smart. And I need to ask him so many questions. Wow. I mean, I mean, this is not entirely surprising to me because you're a songwriter. I was I lived through the Hamilton era. And as it continues on today with mm-hmm. you, um, you know, it's not surprising, but that is a hot take. One person that are alive and you'd pick Lynn. Yeah, there's really no one else that I'm like, I wouldn't want to meet a lot of my idols, you could say. Like, mm-hmm. I would never want to be in the same room as Taylor Swift ever like is she your idol no but I would just like I think people would think that that's someone I want to meet like Ariana yeah no like I wouldn't know what to say I wouldn't know how to act like that's weird but Lynn 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 and I could just we could feel like we could vibe there like we would really click I feel like he would like how obsessed I am with him like he would appreciate it and he would be but it's like, not just like like fangirling like you appreciate the like um, mastery behind his work it's the mastery for me and yeah. I just like would quote his lines back to him but about him like I would be like there's nothing that your mind can't do mm-hmm. and then I feel like he would just be like hey like let me take you under my wing and <laughs> the rest is history welcome to the fifth element A podcast for people seeking intimate connection with their innermost self through holistic healing, cosmic consciousness, and radical rebirth. We hope each episode is an opportunity for listeners to join the collective journey towards intuition and integration. Wow. I mean, that is... (laughs) I don't really have any interest in like meeting him or like, you know, working with him. It would be amazing. But I do listen to like the Hamilton soundtrack. And it's not even that I'm like, whoa, this is the best musical I've ever heard. It's just that I'm like, 
one man did this. Like yeah. one man wrote this whole thing in a coffee shop right. by himself. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, like, yeah, I'm so impressed by the way his mind works. Yes. And like, he wrote it and starred in it. Like, it's that for me well, like, of, on Broadway. Of, he wrote it. Yeah, of course. But like, some people can't do both. <laughs> and then he also like produced and he like, He's saying, I don't know. He just, he's the full He package. did a mashup with Ben Platt, you know. Yeah. He rode and, in a boat with Jimmy Fallon. He, and he's now a man he, of many talents. And, he, and he's, he's a big part of today's conversation, so. Which is interesting that you started with that because my main critique of this film. Right. We're talking about Moana guests. You know, we ended season one with a Frozen 2 review um, and... We knew we had to pick another movie this season. Well, and a lot of people were like, um, like a lot of people in my life that love Frozen 2 were like, but have you seen Moana? And I was like, oh, odd. Like a lot of people were like really yeah. putting it on the same mm-hmm. level or better. So so that's why that's where Moana came from. Yeah. And then I remember because neither of us had seen it. Um, and even like all throughout like college and stuff, people were always like, Keely, you have to see Moana. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. And then my sisters were always trying to get me to watch it. Yes. And then one fateful day, I started receiving all these texts and snaps from you about how this movie was changing your life. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I watched it because we were going to do this episode and, um, yeah, it's good. It's hard for me because it's not frozen right but it's no doubt good it's no doubt like similar themes right right and I think it was hard for me to step outside of that Mm -hmm. of being like oh yeah this is just kind of like frozen but it's it's a lot of fun the music is good my critique as I was alluding to is that there's just (laughs) Lin-Manuel just has this like very particular voice and he's not like in the movie and so, but somehow- Oh, but he's he, the main character. But somehow he has infiltrated the whole soundtrack. Well, that's kind of like if anyone's seen In the Heights, like I actually screamed in the movie theater, like no. with my sisters and I was hitting them because if you've seen In the Heights, like you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. But I just, I just had to laugh because I'm like, that's my boo. That's literally my boo. Like, I need the chart to know oh, the whys. Yeah, well, he has a lot of Capricorn. Um, right, right, right. Well, okay, here's the thing. It's just, like, I can now, like, listen to, like, I, I knew he wrote In the Heights, but then when I saw In the Heights, like, from the first song, you're like, oh, Lin-Manuel Miranda definitely wrote this, right? Like, he just has this particular, like, writing style and musicality that is just so him that I love. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, whenever, like, his voice or, like, his face (laughs) please not the face face but like yeah and in the heights like his character was just so unnecessary i know and then in one i'm like why is he singing because he pops okay so here's his chart you ready yeah well can do you want to guess i already told you he's capricorn he's capricorn's sun and moon in the baby yeah in the 10th house so he's aries rising Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, a Capricorn, a Capricorn had 10th house stellium. Um, and oh, look at him. Um, 
and his north node is in Virgo. Okay. Um, along with Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. Um, and wow, oh, in the twelfth house. Oh, Kiwi. is that twelfth house? Um, that what? stellium, that Mars. No, Virgo, sixth house. Oh, I'm sorry. Sixth yeah, house stellium. Yeah, he has Chiron and Taurus, the boys. <laughs> oh. Now all, the, now all the himself. TikTok impersonations seem so cruel. I know. And that's why he's inserting himself. It's from insecurity. Okay, fine. Keep inserting yourself, Lynn. See, people, this is what astrology can do. It can just make your heart grow 10 times in the matter of minutes. Sobbing. Wow. Okay, interesting. So the Capricorn 10th house stellium is fascinating because mm-hmm. the showing up in the world, showing up in work all of that and then also wow yeah Aries so he's a new moon baby which automatically puts sun and moon in the same Mm -hmm. sign and house so we already have a certain level of intensity if you know new moon baby people in your life with same sun and moon then you know they're intense and Mm -hmm. they're very much that sign but then Aries rising Aries being this like first sign of the zodiac meaning that every house aligns with its native ruling right zodiac sign and then aries being this cardinal fire sign of just like dynamic fire energy wow old leader he might be too innovative for me i don't know that i could meet him oh my god well that's fine but it's uh, grounded in capricorn so like this is it's just it's lead role it's innovator it's groundbreaker it's revolutionary like Wow. Yeah, all things that your Mars and Leo like loves. Oh my god. I'm like so <laughs> Mars like, and attracted. Pisces is like uh. right. Like I'm not attracted to him physically yet. Maybe I'm <laughs> but like I'm so like energetically attracted to everything that he is and stands for and like his intensity. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, moving on. <laughs> so yeah, Wait, the movie. He has 12th house Venus and Pisces. Oh, little romantic cute. baby that's cute that is cute like it's like behind the scenes like oh romance well he has to love behind the scenes because he's <laughs> working all day right <laughs> and being front and center in the spotlight <laughs> so and healing any, his vocal wounds <laughs> and he love habits off stage and off screen and behind the scenes yeah oh seventh house pluto hmm. eek um but he seems to have a stable relationship well who would know it's in the 12th house <laughs> i love his wife she's so pretty and smart okay i don't doubt that i just i'm not well versed in the lynn lore yeah but um okay speaking of lore let's talk about our friend moana and Let's her incredible intergenerational feats of feats. Yeah. Feats is a good word. Amazingness. Um, okay. So this is gonna be a little bit different than our Frozen 2 episode because I kind of jotted down like the plot as I was taking notes, but I mean not as intense as yeah, we don't have like 20 pages worth of Google Doc. No, I have like notes for this. I have like two pages. So the first, I guess I'll just start with the first note that I have, and then we can just start there. Okay. 
So I literally, okay. So the opening sequence of the story with grandma, uh, Moana's grandma is telling the story. You don't know it's her yet, but she's this voiceover telling the story about um, essentially matriarchy Mm -hmm. Um, to Fiti uh, talking about her heart that could create life itself. And there were people that wanted to possess and take this creative ability and um, essentially colonize and infiltrate. And this is literally the story of the fall of matriarchy and the rise of patriarchy, which happened like after the ice age with the insul- it, like infiltration of these nomadic warlike demigod worshiping people mm. and like that was the first like looking for a land so wanting to not necessarily like oh, we're gonna take down matriarchy whatever like exploit women but it was just wanting to colonize and take over land and as a kind of byproduct of that was the fall of matriarchy so this is literally like maui is cosplaying as the patriarchy <laughs> tafiti is the matriarchy and when we meet him you'll know without a shadow of a doubt that that is true exactly <laughs> yeah um yeah and then Teka, which is kind of like this third party i think symbolism of like just like evil forces or like corruption or whatever it is kind of like this in between manifesting in the world as a result of yes this fall and this imbalance of power yep he struck maui and his fish hook to the bottom of the sea and i love how like the fish hook like the phallic symbol (laughs) (laughs) okay i wrote down the fish hook is kind of like reminiscent of a of a scorpion's tail okay so there could be some so could be some Scorpio. I didn't parse it out too much, but also I was thinking it's like the the fish hook symbolizing like the like one half of the symbol of Pisces. Okay. So there's this level of like incompleteness, which then when we see the the stone, mm-hmm. the infamous stone heart mm-hmm. whatever of Tefiti, um, that has like these two waves feeding into each other, which is like very Piscean to me. Oh, so I was thinking yeah. of like in referencing um, like this fall of matriarchy and then this consequent like imbalance of humanity and creation, we have this like representation in Maui of like patriarchy, like taking over, but it's like incomplete. Mm-hmm. And we'll see that the fish hook is not that strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it needs like this second half of like existence and relationship, like with women and like with balance and order to be able to be strong and like return to what it was designed to be right exactly love that we just summed up the whole movie like that's it bye um and then yeah the the fable or the story that she's telling kind of ends with like one day the heart will be restored restored and that will save them all but that can't happen because they're not allowed to go outside the reef outside of their little bubble of their island so yes the quote from her father is as long as we stay on our very safe island who would want to go anywhere else sounds familiar yeah listeners (laughs) please revisit our episode 
early on this season about germ theory versus germ theory. <laughs> we are safe here. No darkness, no monsters, nothing beyond our reef. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> safety. Safety is a theme. Um, right away, we are confronted with the classic hero journey themes of like safety versus risk and like following your dreams versus doing what's expected of you and like staying within your what your family wants for you and like following your intuition so lots of themes here um and yeah then we see that it was grandma talking and it's baby moana and she goes out to the sea and the water is just like bending to her will and protecting her like just so much cancerian <laughs> mother ocean divine energy of just like yeah taking care of her and the heart just like comes to her yeah and then we hear migway migway <laughs> <laughs> like we don't even get five minutes in and Lynn just like, has to remind us hey I wrote this movie <laughs> Oh my gosh. Love that. Um, some of the lines that I wrote, um, once you know what you like, well, there you are. And, um, yeah, they're just kind of talking about like how beautiful and simple and safe life is on the Island. Everyone has exactly what they need. There's no need to leave. Um, and then we see, Moana's grandmother again just like having her moment and she's like mind what he says but remember you might hear a voice inside and that voice inside is who you are uh-huh. and nice full body chills <laughs> yeah and yeah I wrote that down too because it's like reminiscent of Frozen hearing right. the voice the intuition is calling mm-hmm. um and we hear this well, we see this reference a little bit sooner in Moana than we do in Frozen because in Frozen 2, it's for most of the movie, that voice is like this external thing and all these like trolls argue that it's like her mom calling her. Like we cleared it. We debunked that in last right. season's episode. Um, but this one- That's like, Patreon content, like debunking Frozen 2 myths. <laughs> <laughs> the grandma, like- the self-proclaimed village crazy lady is like from the beginning, she's like, Oh, no, that's the voice inside of you, sweetie. Start paying attention. Um, But then we have in this song, like, the village who have all been, like, indoctrinated into this, like, fear-mongered belief system that they can't leave and, like, that the ocean is dangerous. And I'm, like, literally, like, you live by the water. Like, you are denying parts of yourselves through this. But anyways, Mm -hmm. in the song, it's like, you must find happiness right where you are. Yeah. Like, the spiritual bypassing. Right. Right. And yeah, I think it represents like their, it's the, the archetype of, you know, just like ignorance is bliss and like, we have everything we need. There's no need to explore. Like none of us are, yeah, no one's, it seems like no one's unhappy, but no one's necessarily fulfilled. And that's kind of, explain or like embodied by Moana who's like actively restless and like Mm -hmm. unfulfilled um even from just like a little child yes 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 um any more I I freaking love this song 
Um, consider the coconuts. <laughs> um, anything else? The village believes in us. The village believes the island gives us what we need and no one leaves. It's like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of belief and safety happening. Um, and, and then like just, it's this interesting mindset of like by dis- disassociating from ourselves and like our wants and desires, that is respecting the island. Right. Instead of if you study like true, like a holistic ecology or like what we talked about with um, Kurt and Sabrina about regenerative farming, like it has to be this mutual, like reciprocal relationship of like, when I feed this, when I feed the earth and I, it feeds me. And when I feed myself, it feeds the earth, you know? So Mm -hmm. there, yeah, there's just this like stunted sense of relationship because it's like, oh, we're just going to yeah, I don't know. It's just like this interesting dichotomy, this mm-hmm. like separation masked as like stewardship. Respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we find out though from grandma, or I think it might be now, or maybe it was later on, but like that it's actually from fear because yes, when her dad did to try to go. Right. Oh, okay. So that's later on, right? Yeah. So Moana, like, basically like starts kind of taking on more responsibility in the village um and like giving advice to people I wrote Moana starts running the village and solving everyone's problems aka classic oldest daughter having to take care of everyone (laughs) she's like what like 16 yeah well she's yeah she's like in line to be the leader or the chief or whoever Yes, yes and her grandma says he's hard on you because he was you and so right. that's kind of an insight into the intergenerational dynamics going on as well. That's exactly what I said. I said, oh, he takes her up to that mountain thing where they put the stones and says, there will come a time when you will place a stone on this mountain, just like me and my dad did. Like the intergenerational loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> it's the classic, like in every movie ever, like every Disney Channel original movie when it was like, it's not my dream, dad, it's right. yours. And the classic, like, Lin-Manuel involved film with the Capricorn stellium of like loyalty (laughs) versus like following your dream like he can only write about that well and Capricorn being ruled by Saturn and like the daddy issues (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh man okay yeah so then um grandma is just like spilling tea left and right oh my god she's popping like leads moana into this cave right and (gasps) that's when she sees the boats and she okay but she sings how far i'll go before that right i think it's like oh like in between um oh no it's 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 after because she like takes the boat out and like tries to sail Maybe not. In my notes, it's after we find out that the uncle or his best friend, the dad's right. best friend. Yes, the dad's best friend. And then she sings how far I'll go. And then the stingray moment happens. And then she goes to the cave. But she finds out about the dad's best friend. Yes, before she sings. Well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever but- it is. Basically, we find out that the dad tried to go out. Mm-hmm. on a boat he tried to sail away he tried mm-hmm. to save everyone and he failed mm-hmm. and that's okay but his best friend or her uncle or I don't remember who it was 
dies in the process Mm -hmm. drowns and so the dad feels all this guilt and he couldn't save him and then we discover like here lies the source of the projected trauma but once again it is an explanation for his actions and not a justification so he really needs to get over it and let her move on (laughs) but we understand but now we understand we have context we understand his protection and yeah it makes sense but he has kind of has this whole narrative and story around how everything is not safe you know he's really living his life out of fear yeah yeah um and so moana on the other hand is just obsessed with beyond going beyond the reef um and she's singing how far i'll go like she's just been fantasizing her whole life about what's beyond Mm -hmm. And she said something like um, one of the more powerful lines that sticks out to me is like, I'll be satisfied if I play along, but the voice inside sings a different song. Oh, I got chills. I know. Like she acknowledges that like, yeah, I can do this. I can lead with pride. I can make us strong, but like. I can perform this role. Yeah. And it's the whole thing again, like same thing with, with Elsa, like yeah, I can do this. It's not like I'm running away from my duties. It's just that I know there's something else, something beyond, something unknown that I need to go find. Wow. And she goes beyond to find fish and like, it doesn't go well. I forget exactly what happens, but like she, the pig, like, fall up like a wave comes and there's a lot of action in this movie that I couldn't really keep up with I like zone out when like a lot of action is happening yeah 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 I I'm the exact same way I'm like always like wait why why can't yeah, this just like, work happened? out right so she comes back to shore after her musical moment and like kind of failed quote-unquote and her grandma is kind of watching her and she's dancing with the stingrays um and she says when I die I'm gonna come back as one of these and that's like kind of the first and like flaunts her back tattoo yeah it's like a giant stingray (laughs) wait do we know the like spiritual meaning of stingrays no I'm looking it up this is who I am now my friend like had termites in her like um bus that she's trying to build out and we were like what is the spiritual meaning of termites (laughs) Like I have checked like the acupressure point, like meridian that like I was bit by a tick on to see like what was being affected. Um, Okay. While you're doing that, I also want to mention when the grandma like shows her the cave, she, Moana's like, what's in there? And the grandma iconic again goes, the answer to the question you keep asking, who are you meant to be? be? Like go inside, bang the drum and find out. Mm-hmm. When people are squeaking. So then she goes inside and sees all the boats and she comes out and she's like, We were voyagers. Mm-hmm. Like she's fine. Oh my gosh. Like Sagittarius again. Moon or not. Like she's literally, but also like so much cancer, like with the ocean, but also like literally the roots and the heritage and like digging deep into the ancestry. Like who mm-hmm. were we? Like this mm-hmm. isn't what we were. Like we didn't just, how did we get here? We didn't just like show right. up here. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. The stingray totem symbolizes maneuverability. There will be many different paths in life that you will need to take and you need to make the journey worthwhile. The stingray totem reminds you to only be aggressive when threatened or provoked. You need to protect yourself to avoid conflicts, but when that fails, be prepared to defend yourself. Learn to choose your battles. It's kind of cool. Oh, 
Interesting. Well, um, I mean, to, mapping that onto the grandmother of like, my favorite line from her is um, when she like sends Moana off and she's like, are you going to tell my dad? And she goes, I'm his mother. I don't have to tell him anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. So after she goes inside, bangs the drum and finds out and has the ancestral healing revelation moment, so similar to Elsa, mm-hmm. um, we just hear um, like, away, away. <laughs> like we just hear Lynn is coming in hot. <laughs> we read the wind in the sky <laughs> when the sun is high. <laughs> it's that, that couple notes in particular it's like just jarring you're like okay (laughs) i'm back i'm here lynn i got you it's okay i hear you i hear you every time you start to forget about him or get like immersed in the story he's like he's like butts in like he's like coming in from like stage left like by the way (laughs) we sail the wink of the seas (laughs) oh my gosh i literally wrote hello lynn um, oh my goodness yeah and she's um, just see- yeah she's seeing like all of she's seeing the ancestry yeah um, so is this okay so so basically she takes out one of the like little fishing boats though right she hasn't like unleashed one of those like big ones from in the cave no the cave like so she has her fishing boat moment she goes to the cave bangs on the drum and everything from the cave is like a vision so she's right, like right, right. seeing and then like she snaps back and she like runs out and she's like we were voyagers right and then okay. she goes to the village and she's like telling everyone her plan and she's like yes. oh gosh we have to do this like i know this and blah blah, blah. and then daddy is waking you're full yeah waking getting at, mad at her which for disrupting. like it's like yeah. a cut to um like we could insert um kenny ortega's famed high school musical him stick to the status quo Mm, mm -hmm. you know she is disrupting she is it's like zeke announcing that he wants to be a pastry chef Mm -hmm. this is martha break dancing Mm -hmm. in the math club like this is that level of shaking up the norms and the family dynamics yeah wow i also wrote this rinky dinky boat ain't gonna cut it show this queen her yacht Uh uh-huh precisely um and, and yeah, her dad is like, there is no heart and like throws it. And like, I feel like we hadn't seen up to that point any signs of him being particular. Like, I feel like he kept it together and he was just mm-hmm. like, don't go there. Like, these are the rules, but like, just, I love like, you. Father- like, come back. Yes. But in this moment, he like, his trauma really took mm-hmm. over and he's like there is no heart you know and like throws it and then that's where they see grandma's cane which like that I feel like there's something there that I didn't think long enough about where like he throws the heart like he breaks the will or whatever attempts to break the will of his daughter and his mother like immediately like falls to the ground right like there's something there with like wow. generation mm. like the fact that that was the moment that happened um well and then um her mom doesn't like say anything openly but she kind of like gives this like sneaky support to moana oh that is the moment where the first okay this is i also got my period literally like an hour before this this is why like i keep crying but 
this is the moment in the movie where I sobbed both times. Like the first time I saw it, I've only watched it twice. The first time I saw it, yes. But then I was like, oh, it probably won't hit me the same second time. And like it did at this exact moment mm-hmm. when obviously grandma's dying and it's like really emotional, like really well done, really the scene I feel like felt very real but then like when she says go the ocean chose you there's nowhere you can go that I won't be with you like yeah I'm I'm crying but then it's it's her mom like helping mm-hmm. her pack up mm-hmm. and like just <laughs> you can literally see like the su- yeah it's like the support but it's unspoken because it's like I have to uphold my role here but like you do you like it's so Mm. Mm -hmm. well yeah it's like this matriarchal defiance Mm -hmm. but also yeah this yeah it's fascinating to see like the mom performing the role and like living her whole life in performance of a role that she thinks she needs to play and realizing it's too late for me to defy that but it's not too late for you and it's not like pressure that she's putting on Moana it's just her recognizing that Moana's doing like living out her her north node whatever Mm -hmm. it may be her living out her destiny and she's like all I can do is support you in this because I never did that for myself Mm -hmm. and how many of our moms like do that like they give up their life and like sacrifice themselves like for their kids and then like can't find a way to balance living out their true like integration and destiny yeah like lose themselves yeah yeah and then I don't stop crying until the end of the reprise because it's the prettiest song I think I've ever heard, like in my entire life. Like, oh, I mean, let's just read it. It's just a couple stanzas. Let's just read it out loud, shall we? Um, there's a line where the sky meets the sea and it calls me, but no one knows how far it goes. All the time wondering where I need to be is behind me. I'm on my own to worlds unknown. Every turn I take, every trail I track is a choice I make. Now I can't turn back from the great unknown where I go alone, where I long to be. Any, any thoughts before the last stanza? (laughs) Um, See her light up the night in the sea. She calls me. And yes, I know that I can go. There's a moon in the sky and the wind is behind me. Soon I'll know how far I'll go. Like, see her light up the night in the sea. She calls me and yes, I know that I can go. Oh my God. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it didn't hit me the same way, but... I mean, yeah, it's beautiful. I think parents go home and make sure your children who watch this movie know that she's talking about herself, her like own soul and like intuition and self in this song. It's not this like outsourcing of things. Uh huh. Like that is so beautiful to me. And like the lyrics, yes. But I think I was more like the music is just so like amping up, you know, Mm -hmm. like she's preparing for this journey. And so I think I was more like engrossed in that. I did not cry, but I don't. I don't usually cry during movies, so I cry at any and all musicals. So, but oh, the Pisces moon, right? And it's just like there's something about like the grandma, like yeah, the grandmother dying, and then 
like she was always supporting her and then like her grandmother dies and she's like okay I need to go like it's actually more important to me than like being loyal to my dad which is like just you know right. and he's a big scary guy mm-hmm. he's a large man the matriarchal lineage prevails for sure okay I don't know why I thought this because so I watched it for the first time a couple months ago and then I rewatched it recently for the purpose of this episode um and the whole like sequence of like the grandmother like in bed sick and like telling her to go and whatever in my mind I remembered it differently I remembered that and I was waiting for this to happen that the grandmother was faking it so that she could leave she does well she does have like the moment where it's she wasn't faking it but she does have the moment where like everyone else thinks that she's just like comatose and Moana comes up and she's like Moana come here like it does like I think she just mustered up her strength to like be like go she's like you need to go the ocean shows you like there's nowhere I can go right 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 yeah because we get confirmation later that she did actually die but I just kept waiting for that I was like well I'm not gonna get sad this second time watching it because she's faking it so well another reason why I didn't cry and I mean she does really stay with her like there is nowhere you can go that I won't be with you like oh my god if anyone ever said that to me while they were on their deathbed (laughs) that's so wow oh my god um um okay something we haven't mentioned yet because i know we're about to uh meet our friend maui yeah this is like part two i feel like it's transitioning to yeah, a different like a part of the movie decisive shift here yeah um the fact that he like hides in a constellation mm-hmm. true oh right wow yeah love that um, okay, so yeah, so she she gets on this boat. Um, she's sailing away. She's getting like tossed about. Well, because she doesn't know how to sail. Uh-uh. Um, and but then- she's just like, I love how she's just like, Ocean, can you help me out here? Like, she's not like, I should probably learn to sail. She's like, Ocean, come on, like, assist me in my journey. Right. Like, she knows that she has this like special connection with the ocean and she believes wholeheartedly in the power of like creation and the elements, Mm -hmm. um, which is something that's like very disconnected from the characters in frozen two. And it's only like when they realize that, that then like Mm. things begin to fall into place and they begin to understand like the ramifications of what they're doing. But Moana like already knows that. And it's like interesting her in comparison to like everyone in her like village on the Island of like, they, don't like they appreciate and they like see the value of things but they aren't like personally don't have like a personal connection with it Mm -hmm. same way she does which is why she has been chosen yeah um and then yeah she ends up like wrecking her boat onto the island yeah also the chicken i yeah i mean i feel like it was like trying to be like the Olaf like comedy character Why? like no I didn't find the chicken funny or the pig I liked the no. pig much more than the chicken when the chicken was hiding in that boat I was like where's the pig right the pig was cute the chicken was like the chicken is like you're gonna hate this oh my god like the representation to me of Lin-Manuel Miranda Keely, take that back. I can't take it back because it's just like a 
unnecessary. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Chicken in Moana. Hey, okay. hey in Moana is to Lin Manuel Miranda's character in In the Heights. Okay. If Hey Hey freaking wrote two Broadway musicals, produced this movie, sang on the tracks, and like I'm not, I'm not comparing their gifts and talents. I'm just comparing like their level of necessity in a film. And, like, level of kind of, like, annoying to me. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Like, okay, I'll give you Lynn singing in this wow. one. I'll give you that. But Lynn's character in In the Heights just... I know, Keely. Entirely <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> and it's so cringy. He had a rough year. He <laughs> had a rough year, okay. Like, undermines his, <laughs> like... like the majesty of like his talent and his his writing like why did he I feel like he was trying to be like okay (laughs) I'm obviously so like famous and talented and like this is obviously my musical and like it was how I got my big break big break so I'm gonna ironically give myself like the smallest role but I was really hoping I think he should have done like have you ever seen that movie um The Proposal Oh, yes. When it's like that one guy is like the bartender and then he's like the waiter and then he's like <laughs> yeah. the cashier. And I was like, that could have been funny if you just was like in a few scenes, but like didn't say much. But he gave himself ironically like, yeah, a small part, but had a whole song like that part has a whole song. And I'm like, we're talking about oh. nights. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, yeah. either you put yourself in the musical like a decent talented human being like you are (laughs) or you play like the street vendor but don't play the street vendor that has the song because that's exactly it was like this weird like glory character or something like it made me not I know I think maybe you know maybe this is the source of my like discontent with it is that it made me not want to like Lin-Manuel Miranda and I don't want him to give me reasons not to like him because I want to like him and I do and yeah, just that was... one close-up scene of his face, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, just... he doesn't look well, is the other thing. <laughs> Maybe this is, like, you know how we're always trying to find, like, a topic that we disagree on so that we can, like, have like, a I agree. good conversation? <laughs> I literally agree. The difference is that I'm, like, still trying to hang. Like, I agree with all of this. Look, I'm not not trying to hang. Well, I think I already said that I wasn't trying to hang. But, like, I just don't. It's just unnecessary. Yeah. My Capricorn moon, as he should also realize with a Capricorn moon, but he doesn't because he has Aries rising, is that you just, like, really got to, we got to, like, cut out what doesn't need to be there. Mm. We got to streamline. We got to Tetris our lives here. We got to Tetris the script. Yeah. And it was Why like. Why do you just, write like, like you're running out of time? right day and night like you're running out of time there you go I know I just want to I just really I have this fantasy of me reading his whole repertoire soundtrack back to him and being like you need to hear all this like this is about you and like we need to have an intervention (laughs) okay we can move on wait was he in the original Broadway cast of In the Heights as that character Uh uh-huh as that character oh no as the lead Okay, Usnavi. Yeah. And like his okay. wife's name is Vanessa. IRL. Cute. Yeah. Oh. I know. Okay, so anyways, um, 
so Maui arrives. We we land, we crash land onto this island. Moana is cursing the water, being like, you were supposed to help me. I thought you had my back, blah, blah, blah. Little does she know. The water took her right where she needed to be. She comes face to face with one Maui, um, who has a lot of titles, self, uh-huh. self-proclaimed titles. Right. Um, Moana is trying to, like, she's announcing herself and like her lineage and where she's from and she's yes. him in order to get on her boat just as her grandmother instructed her like this is dynamic Aries energy at its best this yes. I am mentality we love to see it um and then Maui like freaking mansplains oh my gosh it's himself yeah to her like correcting her like I don't even know like addressing of him like he's like oh you left out a few of my titles yeah I, w- I wrote down, not the mansplaining hero of men, and then not the PC and women. Mm. Hero for everyone. <laughs> like, Which, of course, he are... interrupts her a second time to add the and women <laughs> part. It's just so cringy. <laughs> so cringy. Yeah. And then, of course, his he breaks into song. Um the classic you're welcome which is just like the mansplaining <laughs> like, right. it just really is and like it's so hard to get through um, and yes Lin-Manuel wrote this one um, my favorite <laughs> line is I'm just an ordinary demi guy <laughs> what can I say except you're welcome for the tide the sun the sky like this is what happens when the species that cannot bring forth life try to position themselves as the creators of life. And they can just be like, oh, you're welcome for everything that I've created. Like, because look, I've created it all. And it's like, you haven't created shit. And that's why you have like all these tattoos that are like every accomplishment you've ever had. So you don't forget because you've never actually accomplished anything worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What does he um, say? Oh, I lassoed the sun and harnessed the breeze. Like, ugh. sir, you did nothing. I keep nothing. wanting to break out into Hamilton's song. Like, married an Icarus. He's flown too close to the sun. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, he um, is like Icarus. Like, mm-hmm. the narcissism. Totally. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of narcissism, I, narcissism, I wrote, um, now his narcissism is exhausting. We hate a Leo man. Oh God. <laughs> True. He's like obsessed with his hair too. Yeah. When it's great. So he has some clearly some strong Leo placement somewhere. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The fact that he like kept talking about lassoing the sun. I'm like, all right. Like, yeah, calm also down. obsession with the sun. I don't know what this was in reference to, but I wrote this damn chicken is a liability. <laughs> <gasps> oh my gosh and then he finishes that whole song like we have to sit through that whole thing and then like he just goes to her and goes if you start singing I'm gonna throw up <laughs> and I had a visceral reaction like first of all what is the age gap here there's oh a lot of questionable things no truly the whole time I was like is this gonna be a thing but then I'm like <laughs> he is like the babysitter she never wanted like it's 
it's inappropriate. <laughs> like, I feel like he he's kind of ageless, whatever. Like, he could be like, what, 22? And he could or like be 200. like 60 or 200, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we kind of, well, we get the, yeah, we get like an explanation of him a little bit more in the next song, which is... Oh no, I'm on this like thing. Never mind. That's not his explanation. Um, eventually, he says, "Without my hook, I am nothing." Which I'm like, li- again, like I don't know. I just think that it's like, oh yeah, no, song. that's way later. Oh when- okay. Wait, I think. Oh maybe not. I thought it was later when he when it cracks. Oh probably yeah that was the next note that I took because I think there was a lot of action scenes in between that I just like could not relate to. Well yes but there are a couple things we do need (laughs) we do need to discuss. I don't remember what this was in reference to but I wrote someone said it's seeing where you're going and visualizing it so it it either has to be like Moana or Maui but it's Mm -hmm. and I was just like oh the manifestation theme. Well she eventually starts like allying with Maui which is interesting like pretty quickly. Well yeah because she he knows like where yeah she's like I'm gonna finesse this and I'm gonna like use this to my advantage but I also think it's like again this kind of fifth element theme like if we think of Elsa as the fifth element like the bridge of the elephants like Mm -hmm. she's kind of like the bridge between the matriarchy and the patriarchy archetypes and she's like allying to like bring it back and like restore the equilibrium again yeah. so she's like having to play into a lot of this yeah um and then we get to <laughs> the crap i just like disassociated wrong i know like, when that part came on when i was rewatching it i was like wait I forgot about this whole whole part I'm like wait what I was like not a crab because we're seeing like the (laughs) the shadow side the shadow side of cancer wait actually though (gasps) yeah so when you rewatch it with that lens then you're like oh okay I get it (laughs) not that again not that the writers at Disney had this in mind but like Right. And this is like the classic, like, temptation along the hero's journey. Like, yes. um, Well, Tamatoa hasn't always been this glam. (laughs) I was a drab little crab once. (laughs) Did your granny say, listen to your heart, be who you are on the inside? I need three words to tear her argument apart. Your granny lied. I'd rather be shiny. Yeah. So he sings this whole (laughs) song about being shiny. Mm-hmm. which so then we're seeing the shadow sides of cancer as the crab but we're also seeing the shadow sides of leo the maui energy uh-huh. of like the narcissism narcissism on full display like there is no yeah and yeah just this like resourcing in like material items as opposed to in like the natural world and in right. yourself this again just like outsourcing of power from like things yeah. as opposed to like internally um and he is just like if elton john was like a cartoon <laughs> character <laughs> like not that elton is all those things but just like his whole like demeanor and yeah. like his like outfit yeah whatever he's wearing and like all this stuff also in the background of that whole uh scene there's a sven sighting there's a little sven huh yeah. oh my gosh that's so cool you know wow um 
I think the shadow signs you shadow sides you just mentioned can be summed up with um, watch me dazzle like a diamond in the rough, strut my stuff, my stuff is so shiny. Send your armies, but they'll never be enough. My shell's too tough. So we got oh. Leo and Cancer, the disintegrated wow. parts of both. Oh my gosh, like he's probably a Cancer Sun Leo Moon. If we reference back to my ideal, not ideal <laughs> man that we have. Um, anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I don't even know like <laughs> what the point of that scene is. Like, because is it really, I guess it like is a threat. But like, I'm like, this is just a crap. I don't know. Well, wait, so the heart of Tafiti was down there or no, his hook. They had to get his hook. His hook was down there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they lure him with the heart of Tafiti. Yes. But it was like a fake one that Maui just like conveniently had. Well, he does a little like switcheroo. Yeah. With like just some shiny objects. Like, and he like dresses her up right and like yeah yeah something like that uh-huh. so then at some point after that um we hear about like we hear maui's story mm-hmm. i'm unclear on the timeline of this but that's the next note i have because i yeah. wrote maui's abandonment wounds yeah and I just like didn't take notes because I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, like, I don't really care. <laughs> but yeah, he's this big baby that is like really sad and like misunderstood, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, the empathy. Yeah, there is none. And yeah, she's like, she's like trying to get to know him and like understand. And then they have, that like attack from those weird things right like where she eventually it eventually ends with like his hook breaking and her being like choose someone else like I can't do this yes yes, right? yes. so she yeah so they're like chilling on the boat they're like friends now they've had this win he tells her his whole story and like wounding and abandonment and all the things and then how he was like a demigod and all this yeah and then they yeah there's like the that weird like fleet of yeah ships attacking them and then so they're like tag teaming and he's like you don't know how to sail and she goes no the water is my friend and he's like that's not gonna work and right so then they're like doing stuff and then he tells her to go one way or something and she doesn't and he's like oh i told you to do whatever and she was like well i thought we could do it and then she's like i thought i could do it and then he like leaves mm. and then moana gives back the the stone to the ocean after Maui leaves because she's in this like fit of desperation and she starts like second guessing herself because mm-hmm. this man was just like you blah 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 you're a child go home and like back to the rules of like discernment like you're just not supposed to make decisions under pressure or stress mm. and, you know so she gives this this stone back to the ocean but not too soon after literally like immediately this the the wave comes back and it's glowing right. green and who arrives but the stingray mm-hmm the grandmother comes back. Yeah. Um, and it, it, this is another, like, beautiful where, like, if I did cry during movies, I probably would have cried here because it's oh, like. Oh, I wrote and- crying again. 
Mm-hmm. This is the second time. Yeah. I Both wrote, times and- I cried at like the same exact time. Yeah. I mean, I under I understand why. Just my tear ducts don't work the same. Right. Um, but uh she it, I said an ancestor acknowledging that she shouldn't have put so much pressure on the mm-hmm. next generation. Like we love to see it because the grandmother is saying like I never should have put this much pressure mm. on you like this like you need to live your own life and even though like she's the one who's like capable of doing that it wasn't like the grandmother's place to be like you have to do this you know what I right. mean it's uh and like saying like it's not your fault like I put all this pressure on your shoulders like the healing that comes from oh just hearing those words mm-hmm. oh. and she's just like affirming her like even though she hasn't reached the goal or like she's in the midst of her journey and figuring out and her grandmother's just like, like, I see you, like you make your whole family proud. Like she said, the journey may leave a scar, but scars can heal and reveal just where you are. (gasps) Nothing on earth can silence the quiet voice still inside you. And when that voice starts to whisper, Moana, you've come so far, Moana, listen, do you know who you are? Like you can, that's the question that she set out to answer. Obviously it was never about anything other than that. And it's like, you can find that in the literal journey. Like, and I love how she's asking her that it's not like at the end, like she's achieved her goal and it's like, okay, Moana, like, who are you? She's like in the middle of it, like in actually her like peak crisis moment or her like failure moment. She's like, who am I? And then she goes into it. And, yeah and then the line is the call isn't out there at all it's inside me and the next line is it's like the tide always falling and rising I will carry you here in my heart you'll remind me like that actually gets me more than re- the reprise I think this is actually the the one that gets me like I am everything I've learned and more And she's just like going through like, who am I? We are, they call me. And the call is not out there at all. It's like the tide always falling and rising. Like, wow, it really is though. Yeah. It really is. And like, if we were to like side-by-side comparison, the lyrics to that and like show yourself Mm -hmm. from person to, it's- Same energy. Totally same energy. So then she kind of, like, gets her second win. She, like, is all hyped up. And, um, yeah, we have some just, like, real, like, Moses action, like, traversing the seas. And she goes to Teka. Sure. Yeah. the name of the, like, fiery island situation? And she's just, again, we got a whole action sequence that just, like, really, I understand why it's there, but, like, we don't really care. We're yeah. like, just get to the like mm-hmm. show parts. Um, and then guess who comes crawling back? Good old Maui, right. cracked hook. Um, uh, which it was in that part. The reason he left her, I remember, is because he cracks his hook, or she cracks for a little baby. Yeah, and that's when he's weapon. like, "I'm nothing without my hook." Like, sir, he the limiting have- beliefs, <laughs> and. He hasn't developed his call. Like he doesn't know his ancestor. I mean, it's not his fault, but like, yeah. And I, I did write down his, the one line, the one and only line that's slightly redeeming from him is what I did was wrong. Oh wait, that might be later. 
he says that at the end to, um, yeah, to Fiti, right? Yes. Yes. That, yes, yes. that apology I wrote down, but we're okay. So there. let's just cut to that. So basically, you know, guess, obviously yeah. they win this battle with this fire thing, but then, well, no, it's not even that. It's like Moana like has this realization where she's like, OMG, let let her come to me and the fire spirit like walks toward her and she has the heart of Tefiti and she places it on this fire demon's third eye mm. of all places and guess who it's been all along Tefiti this like creator like mother earth archetype goddess mm-hmm. woman who's just like a garden and a half mm-hmm. and she like just like transforms into her true self by moana like realizing her true self and like now wow. supporting her in that and like oh yeah it's like moana showing up in her authenticity like calls that out of other people and she begins to see the world as it's meant to be and that's what allows her to see through the like fiery like mm, veil that Tafiti mm-hmm. has been wearing and to relieve her of that and call her out of it um but yeah the stone the heart being like resting in the third eye nearly sent me both times <laughs> that I watched it because I was like yeah intuition aka the third eye right. is like the heart literally and figuratively mm-hmm. Like, and the heart of Tafiti, wow. aka the heart of the matriarchy, and the heart of like the world. Yeah. And yeah. then they have this cute little like third eye forehead touching moment, this little like nuzzle, and then mm-hmm. everything just like goes back to normal. The coconuts stop like turning to ash, and <sighs> the world flourishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Maui says, "What I did was wrong. There's no excuse. I'm sorry." And then it's like, oh, and then he like is like, oh my god, my hook, and then like runs away. <laughs> so it was fleeting, but that's all we can expect, I guess, from a demigod. Um yeah. Uh, there was something I wanted to say about I forget. Um well, so Moana like returns home and then you know everyone's like, oh my gosh, you did this. Mm-hmm. Like, why did we ever doubt you? And she's like, right. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. It reminded me. Like when when she was putting the stone, like and she said, like, let the fire come to me. Like she has she's able to show up in her full like fear, like allying with her fear and mm-hmm. like she has like walked through that. Like she has literally come face to face with death. She has like talked to her ancestors. She has nearly given up. And so like, it's literally like Anna, like the Anna moment where she like has nothing. She's like, everyone I know is dead. Like, yes, I'm gonna fucking do this thing. Fateful ice canoe to the cave. Yeah. But then like when yeah. she puts the bridge together or whatever, she's just like, I can do this because I can do anything because like I've seen rock bottom and I feel like that's this with Moana where she's just like I have to and that feeling oh my gosh that's like everything well yeah and I'm thinking like she's out at sea like lost like lost at sea pretty much Mm -hmm. and like so what's the alternative either keep going and like pursuing this journey or like die in the open sea because She's not, she's like already like realized like, 
I mean, her like family and parents and loved ones might as well have been dead to her as yeah, Anna's, exactly. like were because there was no going back. Like she can't, yeah. she couldn't physically go back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she had no choice but to persist. Wow. Not to say that everyone needs to go through like, <laughs> like, you know, death or like grieving to be able to like do great things and actualize themselves. But it is in those moments of like dark nights of the soul where right. like we realign with our like true purpose and yeah. like reframe and like redirect to like where we're going. I've um, been doing a lot of research on like Saturn returns right now and like thinking about the, that like period of time that can either be like really great and like flourishing if you're like already in alignment with your path. But for most mm-hmm. people, it's like a really like tense and difficult time of like reorienting. Yeah. But for the sake of like coming out of that with like a very clear, road to your north node integration and so I don't know that's just what this reminds me of of like yeah it seems like all these horrible things and all these like tense and just like bad things keep happening to her and same thing in frozen but it's like for the sake of like it's all everything has meaning and like purpose for like redirecting you to Mm -hmm. where you're supposed to be and who you are Mm -hmm. as she says yeah And yeah, we like might not have similar experiences where our entire, like we think our entire family has died or like we're out of touch or we travel, yeah, to some unknown island and like get stuck there or whatever. But setting boundaries with your family can literally feel like that or like cutting off people in your life that you know aren't good for you or like just, you know, leaving a job that doesn't serve you or like leaving a relationship can literally feel like a Mm. death and like that's totally yeah that's like the dark night of the soul that you were talking about and can feel just as scary I feel like definitely and then the last line that I wrote is we know the way Mm -hmm. because like I think that's just like such a beautiful obviously theme of like the movie but then why we chose this as like yeah the season two finale to go along with the theme of some of the frozen two themes of just like we do know the way and like we can trust ourselves and also like bringing in this ancestral part as well which like same with frozen but I do like that song of just like yeah we 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 know and like we've always known and we can trust that we're on the right path yeah Mm. which is the reason that we're here in the first place and you know two whole seasons of just like talking about like personal power and Mm -hmm. just like how much is in us to be accessed and revealed and shared and harnessed and all the things. Um, It's just like so beautiful and like amazing that we have these things to reference in popular culture, whether they know it or not. Right. Like mirror that back to us in kind of this more like fantastical way, but like really the greatest like story being told and the greatest musical ever written and the greatest you know performance is the performance of like your own life and Mm. like your capacity to step into each character and like I guess the takeaway is like Lin-Manuel your own life like 
be the make, make yourself the known character right right in the every script, part of your act life. produce sing yes yeah, all of it so true so true great love that any final words and I mean any thoughts on her big three I wasn't really thinking I I don't love Moana the same way that I like love Elsa Mm -hmm. so I wasn't super like I was more just like astrological themes were coming up I wasn't like okay what is Moana and like honestly she doesn't have a huge like as huge of a character development as Elsa because I feel Mm -hmm. like we see so much of like her life in Frozen 1 and Frozen 2 but did you have thoughts on that or um I mean mostly I was thinking like she's a Sag moon but then I was thinking no because maybe her moon is in Aries Hmm. and it's like because there's so much Aries and there's so much Sagittarius are like the main themes that I was picking up on but then of course there's got to be so much water energy right I see like Sag rising that's what I was thinking yeah like Cancer's sun Cancer's sun yeah because then that would put the sun in the fifth house. Sad rising. No, wouldn't it be the eighth house? Sad rising, Gemini is seventh. So then Cancer would be the eighth. Oh, you're right. I'm thinking backwards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so she'd have her son in the eighth, which like. Oh, tracks. tracks. And then Aries moon could be would be the sixth house aries no sag rising would be sag cap aquarius pisces yeah fifth house fifth house okay um yeah i could see that as well i could see that or (sighs) okay aries moon or i feel like it's definitely not like it's definitely not Sag Moon or Leo Moon. No, like if it was a fire, I don't know if if she has a fire moon. Like, does she have an Earth Moon? I was thinking like Virgo also kept coming up for me with her. Hmm. But also hmm. like the diligence and the persistence and the like taking control could be Capricorn Moon, like or Aquarius, like visionary. I was thinking, like, yeah, like Mars Aquarius. There were a couple of times I wrote down like when she, where is it? When she like, oh, when the, the like villagers are like asking for her advice for stuff, and she's like, and she's like, oh well, why don't we fish beyond the re- beyond the reef? Like saying these like radical things, but like right. giving advice and like seeing like what needs to be done. And I was like, this Aquarian revolutionary. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I, she could be Aquarius Moon, like the emotional need for like like seeing beyond I guess well and like always like Virgo is like service but Aquarius is more like service for the sake of community Mm -hmm. and the collective which is what she's trying to do and the water bearer like I could see it okay yeah, I'm not like committed. Like if anyone yeah, has, if anyone's a bigger fan and like wants to tune in, let us know or weigh in. Go for it. Would love. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I already have an idea for what we should watch next season. Really? What is it? 
I don't want to say. Oh, true. Yeah. Guys. Wait, did we like reveal that we were doing this? I think originally it was a secret, but we, I don't know. I don't think we've revealed it on the podcast. Okay. So we, we won't like, reveal told a couple people in real life. We won't reveal season three until the moment comes. No, okay. but also if people have like recommendations or suggestions, like please send them our way. We can always do like mini reviews on Instagram and stuff. Maybe we'll have a third Frozen movie by then. Oh my gosh. Wow. All right, well, stay tuned for our season two recap next week. Our last, um, our finale, our last scene. <laughs> With special guest, Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> always, he's always present. <laughs> okay, goodbye everyone.